My name is Bobby. I'm a paramedic with 27 years of experience in EMS and fire. And my name is Jason, and I'm a retired paramedic with 20 years experience in EMS and fire. And together we're paramedics unscripted. On this show, everything is on the table. We'll talk about burnout in the business, calling 911 for non-emergency reasons, poly pharmacy, frequent flyers, the current housing market, the financial system, BS doctor office visits, or anything else we want to, all from a paramedic's point of view. And why? Because we're paramedics unscripted. Welcome back into Paramedics Unscripted. My name is Jason. I'm here with my co-host, Bobby, for season two, episode 11. Bobby, how you doing, brother? Jason, what's going on, homie? <laughs> I, love, I love the response. All right, so let's get into it, man. All right, we got a lot of stuff in the news been going on. We've been sitting on it for too long. Let's air it out. Air out the laundry. Let's go. Well, yeah, one thing I want to say first is, uh, especially for people that are new listeners out there that see the name Paramedics Unscripted, yes, we do talk about medical topics. That's one of the things we do talk about, but that's not the only thing we talk about. We talk about everything. That's why it's called Paramedics Unscripted. Yeah, everything's on that's the all. table, man. Damn right. That's right. The whole pre- yeah, the whole premise is not that we're we're also going to talk about the EMS point as kind of like an educational thing, maybe get some background and stuff or that kind of thing for people that like that. But also everything's from a paramedic's point of view. So that's the other part of it, you know. Seeing the world from like that, we see the world, you know. From that from that lens. Yeah, th- hey, there you go. Through the yeah. lens. I like that. I like that. I might I might even write that down as a title. Through, through the lens of death. I'm just kidding. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that, that, now that would be our number one. Hold on. Sorry. That would be our number one uh, episode, though. Was the Eerie Calls episode? That's the one. If you, uh, if you're, if you're See, that kind of stuff, that that's what people seem to like. That's I think that's what got us to the uh, as high as like I think it was ninety one, rate ranked ninety one in uh, Cambodia. I don't know where Cambodia that's is, right. but uh, but uh, it sounds like you know, we were pretty awesome over there. We we're probably right. celebrities. It's right there in Southeast Asia. Yeah, we were we were like celebrities. Like we walk in and people are like, oh my god, are you guys? Are you, are you gay? Some prayer medical script? Oh my god, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good point bro. Like, oh my god is that you oh my god yeah. here have some here, have, we just made you all the stuff here you go take it it's all for you no you guys are the best yeah. no but we appreciate all the people in camp yeah we appreciate everybody anywhere well. man we're it's actually really yeah. funny i was uh my dad was here for my birthday this is i talked about this a while ago but he my birthday was back in early may and uh my parents came up and visited you know and they, they always like to come down on my birthday and um we were, I was showing my dad all the stats from our podcast stuff. And he was like, he's like, oh, that's really cool. And he listened to it. He's like, well, that sounds really good. And uh, he's like, because he used to be in uh, doing shows and stuff on the radio and stuff. So he kind of he kind of has a gist of what we're doing, you know, kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I was showing him all the things. I was like, yeah, look at this. Look at all these like countries we're in. We're in so many countries. It's ridiculous. I mean, anybody that puts up a podcast can be in countries. But we actually have people listening in other countries, which is really, really cool. You know, uh, just that's why that. like I. That's why, like I've said before, I would love to hear feedback from people from other countries, especially other countries. Yeah, yeah, because like you EMS know? in like like in Europe, from what I understand, um, EMS in Europe they have like doctors on like chase cars and stuff like that, or at least they used right. to. I don't know if they still do that, but that's what I remember hearing back in the day. And like, you know, that the European area they would do that. They'd have like for like a real call, like something that was legit. They could have a doctor come over, be dispatched, and they'd be in like a little chase buggy thing, and they could go to the house and they could give a prescription or they could, 
you know, maybe administer certain drugs that maybe the medics couldn't or so. I don't, I don't know. Again, I don't know all the logistics, but I remember seeing that. I was like, oh, that's freaking pretty cool. You know? So instead right. of, instead of, instead of saying, Hey, here's the MS, uh, go see a real doctor tomorrow morning. And if you're not going to go to the ER, you can see that real doctor tonight and he or she can prescribe what you need to prescribe and you can get on the road to recovery quick, quicker, which I thought was kind of a neat idea. So wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just like in the yeah. States they have like, uh, where was it? In, um, um, North Carolina area, like Wake County EMS. I know they did that where they had like, um, what do they call them? What were they called? The paramedics something. They had paramedic chase cars basically. And they, I don't remember what they called the program. Uh, and I don't know if they still do it. This was back in the day, but they would actually have uh, paramedic chase cars that would go around the community to like their frequent flyers. They would call all the time for like the chronic stuff. And right. they, these paramedics would actually go and check on these patients that they, you know, they knew these patients cause they run them so many times, check on and make sure they're good make sure they were up to on everything, give them a free check, like check their vitals and stuff like that, you know, do like check up on them basically. And then their theory was, of course, not only are they helping the community because they're reaching out to these people, but they were also then preventing the 911 call later and taking a truck out of service when this is just a chase car. This is just a paramedic and a, it was actually a charger they drove around and, and they would go and they could do that. Of course they could also run and respond to calls too. But in the meantime, they would go run these certain things. I thought it was a neat idea, you know? To like go to the no, I totally, yeah, it's kind of cool. I totally agree, bro. Yeah, so I don't know. It's a different, different kind of system. So it's always cool to hear those. Now, well, and that, that's the thing is, is, is it, you know, I love hearing those stories how that the, the systems that just vary all around the world and the different capabilities that they have. I mean, I just think that that's something that needs to be talked about because, you know, there are so many other systems outside the United States that are freaking incredible you know, as far as what their capabilities are and what they can do. And that, that's something I would, I would love to talk about, you know? Yeah, no, I think it's, but, the, but, but that's ahead, just man. me. Well, it's funny. Like <laughs> it's funny you said that. Cause I went, when I was in my department working, uh, we had a guy and a, a husband, wife that, you know, ended up getting married while they worked there, but they were leaving the department to go West coast, right. Go live in the West coast. And, right. um, for her job, she got, she, she had left the department, got transferred for her job. So that he was of course going with her. And he was telling me, he came back and he was like, he's like, hey man, I was out in the, I want to say it was like Washington State or Oregon. I don't remember which one, but he's like, yeah, I was out there visiting, da da da. And for our thing, and I was like, oh yeah. And I was, he's like, yeah. And I swung by the fire departments and, you know, talking to them. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, he's like, yeah, did you know that they, uh, do you know out there they don't do combo systems? Like the fire department is completely separate from the EMS side. Cause I was talking to him and I was like, you know, talking, they're like, oh yeah, when you come here, man, you can apply. Um, and you can become a firefighter here if you're, especially if you're already a firefighter, like you've already been through an academy, like we would allow you to, you know, cut some, cut some tape to get through a little quicker. Cause we've, you've already been trained and to a certain point and stuff. And, um, and he was talking about, it. he's like, Oh, that's cool. And then they were like, yeah. And you ride the truck, this shift, this shift, and this is how it works. You know how it works in our area. And he's like, Oh, cool. When do we ride on the medic unit? And the guy was like, what? And he was like, when do we ride on the medic unit? He's like, Oh, if you want to ride the medic unit, well then you have to go get a job over there. And he was like pointing across the street. And he was like, that's, right. the, that's the EMS station. That's a totally, he's like, wait a minute. That's a totally different department. He's like, yeah, they're completely separate here. He's like, they're not where you're from. And he's like, no. And then I was, he was telling me this. I was like, yeah, dude, the DC area is like one of the, this East coast kind of vibe thing is really one of the only areas where they have this. It's not like this throughout the whole United States, you know, right. a lot of it is separate. So it's interesting to hear that though. And for him, it was like, I'd heard it before, of course, but for him, he was relatively newer in the department stuff. 
yeah, he was like blown away. He's like, well, I thought everybody did it this way. I was like, no, some ways let you, you just like to do fire. Then you join the fire department. You like to do EMS. You join the EMS department. You like to do both. Well, then you can get two jobs and, you know, figure out if you're allowed to do that or whatever, you know? So, so let me ask you something. Yeah, go ahead, man. Oh. So recently, uh, you probably heard in the news that, uh, Dr. Fauci has COVID apparently, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty funny that the, uh, savior, has the disease that his uh, stuff supposedly cured? Interesting. Well, let me let, let me just let me just uh, get this straight right now. Um, by me saying that, that does not mean that I wish that upon anybody. You know, even though I've made this very statement, like on social media last week, I think what I said was I posted on my personal social media. I just made a post saying that, "How are those boosters working out for you, Fauci?" And of course, just by just, just by me making that statement, I created a firestorm, which I, to me, I think that's a very valid question because I do this too. is coming. This is coming from the guy who has uh, changed his thought process on that. I mean, which is why, hence the name Flip Flop Fauci. You know, as soon as something seems like it's not working out, he changes his viewpoint. You know, so it, it, it just just to protect his whatever narrative it is at the time. And, um, you know, I know there's people out there that'll disagree with me and that's fine. Um, but I, I guess I created a firestorm with, uh, <laughs> people that were offended. So, which, you know, of course, uh, uh, you know, there of course were friends of mine that, uh, you know, that, that I have opposite opinions of that, but was, since we're close, you know, I mean, it, it's a, everything's fine because we can, we can keep an open dialogue and be adults about it. Of course, there's some of these, uh, um, you know, social media trolls, some of them that I grew up with that are completely the opposite that, that think that, you know, that start insulting because they think what you're doing is, I think it's the way they labeled me is what I said was dangerous. I'm like, which is How ridiculous. Is Which is fucking ridiculous because they're they're calling you dangerous for pointing out the ironic fact that this well, it, this it, man it, has taken more vaccines and and boosters than we probably all know about. Assuming assuming he's actually taken those those you know those things, but then he still gets it. Come on, man. Well, it's just to me, it's about as far as integrity is concerned. Dr. Fauci has no integrity anymore as far as, as far as this topic. And no, his, his leaked just emails about, show that. All his other stuff well, his, not, not only his leaked emails, but um, just the way he, he tweaks his viewpoint to fit, you know, whatever the narrative is at that time. Yeah, he's a puppet. And, and right. And my whole thing is, and of course, you know, if, if someone has a difference of opinion, that's fine. I mean, I, I, I welcome that. I'm not going to insult somebody. But, of course, the people with the opposing views, some of them want to just sit there. As soon as I start just having a little bit of this, a discussion with this about them, they start, and I'm still not agreeing with them, then that's when the insults come out or I'm being dangerous. Or I think this one guy, I'm not going to name any names, but this one guy that I, I went to, that I knew way back when, back in the day, like especially during the high school days, um, he basically said, you know, well, peer reviews show that, uh, that the boosters have, you know, reduced the symptoms of the virus and reduced, you know, hospital stays. And I'm like, no, you really can't say that. There is no data that backs that up. 
you know, or if there is, show it to me because, you know, that's been the problem is, you know, there, there, there really is no data to show that the virus and especially the boosters really do anything. And of course, you know, when I make the statement saying, well, I've had COVID two times and it was worse post-vaccination. So you really can't use that as an argument. And plus there's, there are plenty of peer reviewed studies out there that say the complete opposite of the peer reviewed studies that this person was talking about. I mean, there's, there's opposing views on both sides, you know, so there, that just shows me that there is no clear data out there, period. He also said though, that, um, you're not an epidemiologist. Well, neither, well, neither is he. So that's a, that's a mute point, man. That, that, I mean, well, that's a dumb argument. Like he's not either. If he was coming from that camp, then maybe he'd have something to say if he was actually, you know, trained in that profession, but he's not either. So again, it's like, he, he's just a lemming going down the little track that they tell you to go down, you know, believing all the stuff, but not looking at the facts. That's all I look at is facts. I don't deem, or I don't claim to be right all the time. Obviously, I think I'm right with what I'm saying, but that can change when different facts be, are brought into the system, right? Because I can adjust on the fly. But here's a man who said he got the vaccine and all the boosters. Not, not your friend. I'm talking about Fauci. Um, who did all the stuff. And then he came down with COVID. So obviously, if it is a vaccine, which people argue it's not really a vaccine even, it sucks because it doesn't do the job it's supposed to do. And he also, I thought you had said, made a comment about vaccines in general and how they work in general and stuff. And, I'm, and I agree with that. Like the polio vaccine, for instance, actually stops you with so much efficacy uh, to not get polio, causes you not to get polio. So that's a vaccine. That takes a problem, shot, pro no problem anymore. Okay? Well, yeah, COVID yeah, doesn't, the COVID vaccine doesn't do that because they just... I mean, Fauci just proved it. He has every single drug on board of him, assuming he's telling the truth, which we're going to give him that grain of salt. He's taken every single vaccine booster, whatever all stuff he can do, and he still got it. So it obviously doesn't work all the time or even anywhere close to all the time because the spokesman of the world got it. Well, exactly. And my point to Fauci is as many times as he's tweaked his story or his outlook to, to fit whatever, you know, situation is going on at the time. That's what I have a problem with, you know, because it's, you know, it's like, well, if that's what you're doing, then that just proves right there that there's really no solid data there, you know, because just as, as many people as they can get, you know, medical professional peer reviewed studies saying that, Oh, you know, these boosters do work and, and they do reduce the risk of hospitalization and symptoms. There's just as many out there that say the complete opposite, you know, and it's just yeah. And you need to look. Which, you, you need to look at who's writing these reviews too, because right. what you find on a lot of these too, and this could be said on both sides. But what you see right. on a lot of these things is like so and so says it works. Spokesman for Pfizer or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, like you, you, you get the point there. You know what I mean? So like, of course those companies are going to say it works. Of course they're going to say they, you know, this works now. Now this one works. Oh wait, that one didn't work, but now this works. I mean, that's, a, that's what we said in the beginning. To me, the whole thing in the beginning, and I know we've kind of, I think as a country, we're starting to move past this. I think there's a lot more people on board now that, than original that are, we're, are now like, yeah, enough, dude. Enough's enough. We just want to live our lives at some point um, because no one's buying this stuff anymore. Like, now we have the seventh you know, booster shot you have to get or whatever. Because at some point, there, there's no end game. 
And that has been my thing from the beginning. Well, if there's an end game, if they say, here's polio, you're going to get polio. Take shot, no get polio. 99.9% of people would go get the shot. At that, well, it, that's it, why if it was proven and gone through trials and all that stuff, people would go. And that's why people get shots, like vaccines and stuff. I'm not saying everybody does, but a lot of people, majority for sure, right? This is not that way because this was thrown out an emergency situation. We, as the public, became the guinea pigs for the trial periods because the trials that they did were short lived and short numbered, and then then they extrapolated that evidence into made it, made it sound like broader than it was, you know. You know, they tested it on a thousand people and then make that like, that's how it's going to be with the millions. Not necessarily. Um, and, and that's what we're going. So now we're all the test guinea pigs as they go through it. And now they're like realizing this and, and, and your friend also, uh, arguing over a disease that had a 99.4% survival rate without doing a goddamn thing. It, like I said, like I've said before, is the virus real? Absolutely. Is all the hype around it real? Not necessarily. And that's that's been my whole point all along. And um, I just, you know, and as soon as it just seems, it, and I think a lot of people are opening their eyes up to this point, it just seems that it's gotten to a point where people are starting to see that there's a lot of bullshit that surrounds this. And then, of course, that's, when you start seeing the next boogeyman coming up to surface, whether it's another variant or, uh, you know, a monkeypox or the beginnings of monkeypox or whatever they're going to try to, you know, do with that narrative. Who knows? I mean, uh, it just gets to the point where it's like, what's next? <laughs> yeah, but then it, of course, it, yeah, because it's the same course, thing every time. It's the same stupid narrative. Now, and I, I mean, I can't believe they we're even talking about it with monkeypox. Like, I mean, I know as a country we're kind of blind eye and we pretend we don't see some of this stuff sometimes. Um, but like you just went through it with Corona. You're going to let them try to do all this stuff and make monkeypox into a huge deal. Cause you know, that's what they want to do. You know, they, well, they want to get back to lockdowns and all that stuff again. You know, they want to show that they have the authority to do all that stuff again. Well, one of the things that was, uh, a possibility that I think has, has been kind of that's I'm not sure exactly what the outcome was, but uh, the uh, World Health Organization was trying to a lot of countries. I guess I guess the World Health Organization was trying to get a lot of countries to come to the table as far as letting them handle or giving them the authority to handle any countries, meaning certain countries giving a certain portion of their sovereignty away when it comes to a pandemic situation. For example, like if uh, there happened to be a, another pandemic or another wannabe lockdown and people weren't complying, if they actually gave that authority to the world, or excuse me, the, uh, the World Health Organization, that would give them the authority to come in and basically handle the situation the way they see fit, which means would they force us into lockdown? Yeah. Yeah. If you, they, if you, think, they, that, if they, you think that's going to be a well, good outcome, you're a fucking moron. Well, well, I mean, it, it, they were talking, that was something that was possibly on the table. Then, but then of course you had people, you know, speaking to the fact, well, that's against the constitution never happened. It's like, well, if it's given, if, if the world health organization is given the authority especially by our current president of the United States, 
to handle the situation the way they see fit due to world health. I mean, who's to say that what could happen? Who's to say what type of power they would have? I don't know. Um, it, and that's something that I think should have maybe been discussed a little bit, a little bit more. What, did that mean giving up part of our sovereignty? And, and then if we didn't comply, they could, you know, bring you in forces in. I don't know, you know, but, uh, that's something that uh, it's not is a, definitely that is not a road we need to open up, though, in my opinion. You know, no, you know, like, but but just because something like that's being talked about, that's a scary thing. Oh, it's very. That's what I'm saying. It's very scary, and we need to, in my opinion, nip it in the bud now because we don't need to like get to that point. I don't need some, you know, president just deciding that kind of stuff. Like that's ridiculous. Like I don't need somebody from some World Health Organization trying to come in and tell our country what to do. As far as stuff like that, that's ridiculous. I mean, we, well, we already just proved with this last sketchy, minute. Yeah, and we already as sketchy as uh, the the World Health Organization is kind of. Yeah, and we already proved with this you know, last we, thing. Like we, whether you agree with the coronavirus, you don't agree with the coronavirus, whatever, right? This whole thing got politicized. Yes. And 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 that's what was used, and that's scary that as a country we were that dumb to like, whether or not you believe in the coronavirus, that's not what I'm talking about, but to let your politics get into the fray of medical stuff. That that's scary to me. It's very scary as someone who was in the EMS field for a long time. You're still in the EMS field or in the medical field, excuse me. Um, I don't. I never gave a shit on a truck what a patient's uh, political affiliation was, what their religious affiliation was, what their gang affiliation was, what their sexual preference affiliation was. I could give two shits. Okay, I'm there. I mean, unless it had something to do with their medical care or something, but otherwise, I don't care. You know. Like, cause I'm going to treat them like a human being and like, I would want to be treated and I'd like, I'd want to treat my family or want another medic to treat my loved ones. God forbid something were to happen to them. You know what I mean? So that, that's, right. that's where like, that's what makes me sick as a country is that, you know, it's like, well, fuck Trump. So da da da, And that's what this was used for. And now, you know, now the, you know, you're going to see all the stuff cause now midterms are coming up. So it's all going to ramp up again and do all this stuff. And it, it just gets, it just gets nauseating and, Frankly, to me, it gets really boring. So I don't really follow politics that much because it just gets, it, they just replay the same stories over and over again. You know, like, oh, look, look, look over here now. Look over here while this is being done on the side. Look over here. Look over here. They do the same thing over and over. Well, that's why, that's why, that's why, like, as far as what I was just talking about with the World, or excuse me, the World Health Organization, I keep wanting to say the World, World Economic Forum, but that's another story. But, but, um, but the, uh, the, the uh, World Health Organization is, I don't know. And I stress, I don't know all the details involved. All I know is what I've looked up. And to me, that was something that should have been talked about a little bit more, especially as a, as a mainstream topic. But it, it also concerned me more that it's something that was kind of being talked about underneath the surface, at least in my opinion, from what I was saying. So that's a, that's a scary thing. Well, yeah, and while so, that was going on, there were other diversionary tactics going on, so you don't pay attention to that as much. You know, it, it, it all goes back to the same stuff. Like, and I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole because I know, you know, people get pissed either way. <laughs> sure. But, but, but like, yeah, it's, it's sad. Like, as a country, like, I'm sorry, if you are one of those people and you have the right to your own opinion, that's fine. But you can't possibly tell me that it was okay that mom and pop businesses lost not only their business, but lost their livelihood for their families and for multiple future generations of said family, because that business is not coming back. 
You can't tell me that it's okay that businesses were locked down because for safety reasons, we had to do so. But Amazon could keep delivering packages to your house. Walmart could stay open. T- um, Target could stay open. Grocery liquor stores, stores. Could, liquor stores could stay open. Grocery stores could stay open. Like that's bullshit. If it was a true, true lockdown, and some other countries did do, and I don't remember which ones off the top of my head anymore, but there were other countries that did true lockdowns where you just like Australia stayed in your house for two weeks or whatever time it was. They shut everything off, and then after that, everybody came out and and breathed the fresh air, you know, and that. That seems like a way better system than what we did, where we prolonged it, made it all this political stuff. It's still political to this day about it. There's still like, you know, cruise ships still have to deal with like mask requirements and, you know, making sure you have vaccine. It's dumb. It doesn't make any sense, you know. And you've already well, the problem and you prove the problem. I, no, no. The problem I have with uh, and like I said, I'm not anti-vax as far as vaccines because I'm not anti-vaccination at all. I'm just talking about this specific one, man. What I have a problem with is when the vaccine when they first started throwing the vaccine out there it was it was take this you need to take this because then you won't have to worry about getting it you'll be protected blah 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 and then when they you know when the when the actual data started coming out that that wasn't true that people were getting it even more so even after the vaccine well and that that's- and, and then even after and then after the boosters and then of course they changed the story to well it will stop you from getting really bad symptoms and it, and it, it lessens hospitalizations. It's like, that's not true either, you know? And, um, that's the type of shit that pisses me off. It's like, it's moving the goalposts whenever they're, what they're first putting out there is not happening. Yeah. You and know, you, and that, that's what I have a problem. Well, with. think about all the like healthcare workers and, and this goes for EMS as well as like in hospital healthcare workers that all these healthcare workers, a lot of them are being used as look what they're doing it. So it's safe. Right. Well, right. not necessarily. I'm not, again, not getting, you can argue whether it's safe or not. You, and this goes case by case basis based on who you're talking about, like what particular people you're talking about. But for instance, nurses at hospitals, right? Yeah, they all took the vaccine. Well, no. Not, well, yes, they had a choice to take the vaccine. A lot of places were mandated to take the vaccine, meaning right. you, you do have a choice, but one choice is you're employed and the other choice is you're not. This well, I was mandated. I was mandated to take. I was mandated to take it, except if I had, like, I used like a religious or you know exemption. Right. But then even even they were saying with that, that wasn't going to be an absolute. But of course, well, there were plenty of people. There were plenty of people that used religious exemptions that nothing's ever happened to them. So they're still working. So. It was uh, it was one of those things where it was you know I made my own personal choice at that point, which I've already said on this podcast before, for my own reasons, and you know I I'm fine with that, but uh, you know it was we were specifically given a specific set of time where we had to have it by you know a specific time unless we were using a religious exemption. Yeah, well, federal employees had the same thing. They had a they had a cutoff yeah. date. They were able to get it beforehand if they wanted to. It was, yeah. hey, if you want to, we're going to pay for you to get this, which is great. I'm all about choices. Um, sure. And, and, I, and I do believe if you want to get every single vaccine that you can possibly get, go ahead and get every vaccine you can possibly get. That's wonderful. Um, but you should have the choice to do so. You should not be forced in any way to have to take it. You should not be told you can't go to schools. 
Um, you know, your kids can't go to schools if you don't have it. Stuff like that. That stuff. Now, I will say, in my opinion, the vaccines in the past that have gone through rigorous testing. Correct. And have had ample time, obviously, with the time since they started it till now. Those I'm a little more on the side of, you know, the kids should get those kind of vaccines, right? Because, sure. You know, like they've polio been, vaccines. They've been, they've, been, they've been proven. Right. Now, are there circumstances where those have hurt people? Sure. Yeah. There are lo- it's a low percentage, but it does happen. So I'm not, I'm not saying those don't happen, okay? Those I'm a little more okay with, though, like a school system saying you have to have that, stuff like that. What I'm right. not okay with is like, the, like for instance, federal employees, the school systems trying to the, I, like our school system here. I, I haven't heard of any actual school systems that said you had to be vaxxed to go to school. There may have been some. I don't remember hearing that. I know they had you, they had mask rules and stuff like that. But that's not a vaccine. I don't think they should be able to push for a while because right now, even right now, it's been what has it been two years since it came out or whatever. But I still don't trust the data right now because everything is still too politicized. Right now, it's still it's still all about dividing everybody up and getting people to go on this team or this team, and, it, and it's it's not right. We need to look at actual science by independent studies, not by the fucking pharmaceutical company that put out the uh, the research. You know, well, or, like or they didn't back the research financially or something like that. You know. Well, it's like I said before in a prior podcast when we talked about the subject. You know, people are all about listening to Dr. Fauci, yet when it comes to Dr. Malone who is more capable about talking about this science than anybody because he's the one who invented the tech for this particular vaccine, the mRNA. He, you know, starts speaking his truth and he gets demonized because it's not, doesn't go, doesn't toe the line as far as what's being pushed on the public by Dr. Fauci. Well, see, I'm, I'm in the opposite camp. I think if you like Dr. Fauci and you supported Dr. Fauci, which of course is your right, if you sure. do that, well, then, I agree. Then, then, then you ride or die with that sword because, and I right. don't mean physically die. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, cause I don't want someone to like take my words and mash it around. But Dr. Is Malone if, is if making you, look like a pariah. But I'm saying if you liked Fauci, no, but I want to say, hold on one sec. I'm saying if you liked Fauci and you backed Fauci and like anytime someone like me spoke up and said something to make you think a different way or look at it, maybe just a possible different way as a, you know, thing to think about you fucking shunned me or whatever, or didn't want to do that. That's cool. Well, let's go to your God who is Fauci, who, who you deem is like the all and mighty. Well, guess what? That fucked hard took everything known to man and isn't a practicing doctor and got the disease that he's been telling you nonstop. This is what it's for. So your, your leader in your little world of whatever this is, is a fraud. Now, yeah. so, so don't, so don't now still don't come to me and tell me like, well, everybody should get the vaccine or we should get 17 boosters. And if Pfizer says we need 18, we're just going to do 18 or if, you know, Moderna or whatever, any, I'm not just picking on Pfizer. I'm just picking on any of these companies. Of course, they're going to tell you that they get paid. These are not, they're not giving these government, these voucher, these stuff, vaccines and stuff for free. Everybody's getting money. That's what this is all about. It's money grabbing and power. How much can they tell you to do? Monkey see, monkey do, you know, red light, green light. Do you listen to what we're telling you to do? And do you do it when he tell you to do it? That's all this is. And a money grab on top of it, patting everybody's pockets. So you need to, people need to wake the hell up and pay attention to that. And if you were someone who backed Fauci, like religiously, like you're just like, nope, what he says, I'm going with him. He's a doctor. He is a real doctor. So if, if you're going to do, he's not practicing, but if he's a, he's a real doctor, so you want to use him as your, your EP point to go with, 
great. Now keep using him. Don't flip-flop now. Don't be flip-flop Fauci now. And now that he got it, go to move to somebody else now all of a sudden that now didn't get COVID but took all the shots. Stick, I don't want to hear I don't want to hear Stick to your ride or die. Yeah, yeah, ride or die with who you picked, you know? I'm ride or dying with the fact that I not not no, I don't have anything personal against Fauci like as a human being. I don't know the guy, but I'm going against what he says because he keeps changing his story, like you said, to fit different narratives and moves this over here and moves the goalpost and does this and wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Oh, there's leaked emails that this is going to be bad. This is going to be good. Whatever, all this different stuff. That guy's a, that guy's a clown. And he's, he's, well, gonna, that, he's, he's a puppy and he's going to be pushed out as a puppet. And they're going to use him as a, the fall guy at some point. That's my opinion. But Well, and that, that's the sad thing because uh, the thing that's <laughs> it's, it's kind of ridiculous is you kind of hit it right on the head when you said he keeps changing his story. But then when you call, you know, when people that are, you know, religious followers of him and you, and you call them, you, he's like, look, see, he's even changing the story on this. And of course, these two say, that's because the data keeps changing. It's like, no, the data, there's, there's not enough data out there. That's the problem. Yeah. The no irresponsible part. Yeah. The irresponsible part, you ass clowns, was that they came out with this stuff projecting their, their view, okay, of the data. When there wasn't enough data to do, you can't, you can't take a, a poll of 100 people of whatever question you want to ask, right? And then based on that 100 people's answer, think that's how everything is going to be. That's not how it's going to be. Same thing with medical testing. You can't test 1,000 people, 10,000 people. You can't do that. You have to do it, and you have to do time. Also has to be included in that for medical stuff, time. No, did well, yeah, can, you check that, it, that, that can you check that if someone had to, can, hold on, can you check it on an injection test? of a drug that they're trying to, can you see if it has an immediate reaction? Of course you can. You can see that right away, right? That's called an immediate reaction for obvious words, obviously, you know, how it's worded, but you don't know what kind of shit it's going to cause two years from now. You don't know what kind of shit it's going to cause five years from now. You don't know if any of that stuff, what if, uh, what if fertility is gone for all these females that had it done? We don't know that yet. We, d- we can take, we can presume things based on data we can gather up to this point, you know, on different things, but we can't, uh, equivocally say it's going this way right now because the data is not there because there hasn't been enough time. So for some person to get up on stage and say on the stage of, you know, the world basically and say, no, no, you need to do this. Oh wait, no, you don't. Oh wait. Yeah. Wear a mask. Oh wait. No, that's not. Oh wait. Somehow six feet. We figured out six feet is a thing. Like no virus has ever gone more than six feet. You know, that's like when you play, that's like when you play paintball guns, you're playing with paintball guns and you shoot at each other with like the little store-bought paintball guns. I'm not talking about the real ones, but the store-bought paintball guns. And you just realize that one guy can only shoot 30 yards or whatever. So you just yeah. stand at 30 and a half yards and you never get hit. I mean, the, the, the viruses don't work that way. So I don't, I, I, we talked about that before. I don't know where they came up with that six foot rule. That that's all, it's all just made up shit, you know? Well, it's kind of, it's kind of like, and this is what I tell people all the time. It's like, okay, if, 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 if you, you want to listen to Fauci? That's right. Like I said, like you said, I have no, I have nothing personal against Fauci. I just have a problem with how he flip flop, you know. And I have a problem that there's no solid data out there to support a lot of the bullshit that comes out of his mouth. And um, I mean, just look at the beginning, the beginning of this when people started taking it upon themselves to wear masks. And he was one of the first people to come up up and say, these masks aren't going to do anything for you really. You know, when it comes to protecting you from something like this, it's not going to really do anything. He went from that to endorsing it completely, you know, and then doubling up on masks. And it's like, you know, that right there should have set the tone like, what does this guy know? 
Well, yeah, and also, but, then, like, but, but, but hold on, hold on. Then the excuse of, well, we really don't know that much about this virus. That's why it's like, that's exactly right. We don't. There's no solid data. So, how the hell, you know, can it just it just blows my mind? Well, we never. Just, it, it even blows my mind. We're still talking about this shit. Well, we never, as you a know, country in America, we've never masked up to this scale. For any other no, virus, like, like AIDS was like a huge I, thing. No one and now granted, you know, AIDS isn't airborne like stuff, but I'm saying right. like, but like we, we didn't go around. Everybody didn't wear masks running around during that. No one wore, wore masks when they did swine flu. They might have masked up a patient who was confirmed with swine flu. They may ask you, hey, are you coughing and sneezing everywhere when you come into the ER? Can you put on a mask so you don't blow your snot everywhere? They might have you do that. Right. They may have done that beforehand. I'm saying before this virus stuff happened, but this is the only one that we've had that all of a sudden everybody had to do it. And you see those fucking moron lemming people. And we have them every, we have them where I live. Um, Not very many of them, but we do have some for sure that you see driving around in a car by themselves with the mask on. I'm like, what are you doing? You're in a container. You're not, you're definitely, if you're driving down the road, you're, and there's no one else in the car with you, you are definitely more than six feet away from any other human being. There's no reason to wear a mask. Well, that's why I, you have a filter system in your car. If you have a newer car post like 2000, probably most cars nowadays, even have cabin filters, which which when you turn on your AC max, which shuts it off from sucking out air from the outside. It's just recirculating there on the inside. It's cleaning it through a cabin filter. Now, is that a HEPA filter? Probably not. But it's better than that fucking cloth mask you have on your face. Doing more Especially than that is. Well, this is, what, this is why I commend like Senator Rand Paul, who's also a medical doctor. He's like one of the only people in a few that when Dr. Fauci goes up in front of the, you know, the panel... He fucking drills them. He asks them the questions that need to be asked, and Fauci will not answer a lot of these questions or dances around them. And it's like, why can't you answer? It's a yes or no question. Quit trying to redirect. You know, and he can't do it. And the reason why I respect Rand Paul is because he is a medical doctor asking these questions. But like we said before, one of the first questions I'd like to ask Dr. Fauci is, when was the last time you actually treated a patient? When was the last, when was, have you ever treated any of these patients? Or are you just sitting at your desk looking at possible data that you don't even know is, is real or not? Yeah. I mean, what, what exactly is going on here? What are you going off of? That's what you need to tell the people. I mean, it's the same thing, you know, bringing it kind of full circle for our podcast. It's the same thing as, uh, you know, you have chiefs in these departments that do that exact same thing. They sit at a desk all day in what I refer to where I worked as a pleasure palace, and they don't fucking run calls, and they don't know what's really going the fuck on on the streets. They don't know all the drama, but then they sit up there and try to tell everybody what to do. It's the same fucking thing. It's just asinine. You don't, yeah, I told you that from the beginning when we talked about this whole stuff. I was like, yeah, he's not even a practicing doctor anymore. Like, that's not the person I want to listen to. No offense to him. Might be a great guy. I have not, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. I would like to listen to someone who's in the shit. If I need to know, talk to you about something, or if I want to know something about EMS, I'm going to like current EMS. Like what we talked about last podcast with the uh, pronoun stuff. I'm going to ask you about it because you're not going to ask me about it. Cause it well, didn't exist when I was there. You know, we Correct. didn't, we didn't have that. That just wasn't part of society, society back then. Okay. So it wasn't, or if, or if it was, it wasn't big enough that it, everything, anything I ever came across. So I never had to deal with that. So that's something you had to deal with. When I want to ask someone about EMS, about 
How is it in EMS with the pandemic going on? You're one of the people I'm going to ask for sure because you're still fucking working in the business. You know, you're not going to ask me. I mean, you can ask me about other pandemics, but you can't ask me about the COVID-19 pandemic. You can't ask me well, about it because I wasn't there. So you can't do that. You got to be someone who's in the field, in the shit, fucking walking knee deep in the shit. And then they can tell well, you and they'll give you a real opinion and tell you what's going on. Well, you, you brought up a good you brought up a point. Back in the 80s, when the whole AIDS epidemic started, and back before we really knew what was going on and people, you know, people were afraid that they could, you know, that they really thought that you could go to a public restroom and pick it up off a toilet seat. A lot of people thought that Yeah. before, before actual information and data came into play, people thought that they didn't know how you could. So they thought, Oh my gosh, can I get it from a public restroom sitting on the toilet? And people really started to think that, well, you know, that being said, there was never any particular, you know, nuances they were doing the toilet seats in public restrooms at that time. You know, they, they, they didn't make it mandatory that you couldn't use public restrooms at that time to control this. You know, they couldn't, you know, there was no, that's why, you know, nowadays it's like, you know, <laughs> it's just, I have no words, man. I just, I have no words. And like, like you said, I'm, I'm not trying to, I, I don't know Dr. Fauci. I have nothing personally against him. The only thing I have against him is, through, like you said, through his emails and through through things that he said, he just his credibility to me is gone. He just, uh, I just, I don't understand why we're still listening to him. Well, just just have a stance. Like I, I mean, everybody who knows me and my prior jobs and stuff and EMS and all this stuff, like you may not agree with what I have to say, and that's fine. You have the right to not agree with what I have to say, and you still have the agree, right to not agree with what I say. But everybody knows I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm going to back up why I think the way I think. And that's how it's going to be. Like, I'm not going to be like, well, you're right. Today I like blue better. Tomorrow I like, you know, red better for fire and EMS. Like, I'm not going to flip-flop on it. This is what I do. This is how I feel. And now, you can agree or disagree with how it is. That's fine. But that's not going to change how I am. And that's not, I just don't like people like that. I don't like people that, that play the stupid, like, it's like, the, it, basically, he is a political puppet, um, in my opinion. Uh, it, it's playing a political game, like you said, not dodging questions. You know, it's like, you see that stuff all the time. It's like, hey, 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 shut up. Answer the fucking question. It's yes or no. Da, 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 da. Yes or no. Well, I didn't ask you. I don't care about your opinions. Yes or no. You know, and they can't do it. They can't, those people like that can't do it. And you see that at all facets of life and it's freaking annoying. So, sorry about that. But that, that's just how I feel. I think we beat this to a dead horse, man. But it just... No, I agree, dude. Yeah, it just, oh God, it pisses me off. So let's go to well, some... Well, I will say this one in, 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 you know, the last thing I'll say about this. Because right. I know I know, listeners get tired of hearing about this bullshit, and I don't blame them. I'm fucking tired of it myself. One thing I will say, this is, this is, this is how I will end it. If the data that you're looking at is out there, Fauci, let us see it. Because I've honestly been looking for the data that... That, that all the so quote unquote experts are talking about, and I can't find it. Where is it? Have you seen anything, Jason? No, no. I've so seen I, I've seen the counter data. I, That's all I've seen. I'm not saying that it's inconclusive not out there, data. I've seen that. What you what you're going by? Where show us the data? Where is it that you can honestly make those types of conclusions as far as how this booster works? That you know where does it end? You know, everything that you said that we needed to do, 
hasn't worked out the way you said. So maybe it's you really don't know. And that's where people need to start to get honest. Yeah. You know, and that's where I say, where's the data? If what you're saying is true, let me see it. Because everything you've said before, it hasn't really worked out that way at all. So where is it? And that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, well, going from that to a, uh, a more positive thing, um, for our EMS topic this week, I know I wanted to talk about one of the main reasons why I love EMS, getting into it and everything like that. Um, and we kind of both talked about this a little bit. Um, I really chose EMS. One of the things I really liked about it, it was a job that you could get and you get to wear like cool clothes. You know, uh, the uniforms of EMS people are awesome. Uh, I know this is kind of a weird subject, but they're not, they're not restrictive. They're cool. And everybody who is anybody, especially from the timeline I started in EMS, talks about the one piece of, piece of clothing that everybody wants, even if they're not in fire rescue. And what, what is that piece of clothing, Bobby? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah, yeah, I'm asking you. You're talking about the job shirt? I am talking about the job shirt. That is now, the- hold on, hold on. Which job shirt are you talking about? Are you talking about the modified job shirt? Are you talking about the classic job shirt with the denim collars and the denim elbow pads? Well, you know me. I'm, I'm going to go. I love, I love the old school personally, but we also had the modified, which was like more like the darker navy fabric, whatever kind of. Right. It wasn't quite the denim. Like the, but then, Well, no, after like five washes, it would fade like denim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the same idea. But I mean, it, it does look, I will admit those looked like, depending on how you looked at it, maybe a little sharper. And, you know, they started having like the, the pen holes on the sleeves and stuff like that. I started getting a little more like utility uh, friendly and stuff like that. Um, and they had the little mic clips on the, on the shoulders and stuff where you could you know, clip your mic in there and stuff like that. So they definitely had some cool stuff, but that is like the epitome. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Cause uh, I don't know. It was, this was probably like two years ago or something now. And my parents were up visiting for Thanksgiving and it was, you know, my parents are obviously older. And my dad always gets cold. And uh, so I was like, Hey, I was like, hold on a sec. He didn't bring like, he didn't think it was going to be as cold as it was when he was here. So I was like, hey, hold on a sec. So I went in my closet and I found an old job shirt I had and his initials are, you know, same as mine, you know? So I, so right. of course it's initialized like J and my last name and all that stuff. And I showed it to him. I was like, Hey, put this on, you wear this. And he put it on. He goes, Oh, this is amazing. This is so comfortable. I was like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a work sweatshirt. You know, it's, it's like, you're like, you're like in a sweatshirt, but you're dressed up. You know what I mean? Like this is considered dress up for like firefighter EMS people, you know, and I'm not talking about the dumb class A's and stuff, but like, like I was like, this is, this is why people do this stuff. Cause it's so, these are the most comfortable shirts. You just walk around all day in a sweatshirt and t-shirt, you know, and some pants or obviously and stuff like that. But, but I was just like, yeah, that's the main reason. And, um, and the other thing I loved, and I've taken this into, even in my real estate stuff, like I know where at least where I was from in Northern Virginia, a lot of real estate agents were like suits and ties and all that stuff, or, you know, sport coat and tie kind of thing. Right. And, and maybe that's right. still how it is there. I, I don't know. I haven't lived there in a while, but uh, here I always wear, I'm always wearing khakis and like a polo, same kind of laid back approach. I don't like being all stuffy. I don't like that whole, you know, like I never ever in my life in the fire department ever owned a class A uniform, you know, ever. I think we got issued them in where I worked and I don't think I ever even accepted it. Cause I'm like, I'm never going to wear this. I'm never going to look, I'm never going to dress up and look like a clown. It's not going to happen. I'm just, that's just not me. It's not, not saying anything bad. If you're one of those people that loves, you know, button up work shirts for fire department. Great. More power to you. Um, not my cup of tea, you know? So I always like, right. I like the shirts on untucked, 
And with that being said, I do want to give a big fuck you to Kyle. Um, that's not his real name. His real name rhymes with Kyle. It's Kyle. Uh, big fuck you to Kyle. Uh, but yeah, your, your shirts stay untucked in the fire department. That's the look. That's what profession is. We're not stuck up golfers or something like that. You know? Well, hold on. I, I'm, I am going to have a, a little bit of a disagreement to that. Okay. It, de- it depends on the shirt, like you, like you just said. Now, when it comes to a, a Class B shirt, like a button-down uniform shirt that you know has patches on the sleeves, yeah, that needs to be tucked in, not yeah. untucked. Yeah, but that I don't wear. So that's right. Right. No, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm talking. About, I'm talking. I'm just saying so people are clear because some people may not know that. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, like, I agree. I agree. You're right. You're right. The Class B. Well, yeah, we had that for a while in our county. They tried to make us all wear Class Bs, and then it became so dumb where they said – like we had short sleeve and long sleeve class B's, right? So depending on the season. And then they right. said you had to wear it all day. And then it became, because everybody hated it, because that's not like normally what EMS and fire go for, through, especially in our area. Maybe in right. other parts of the country that's bigger, you know, but, but in our area that was not the thing. So they were kind of fighting the system there with that. Then it changed to, no, okay, you don't have to wear it around the station, but you have to put it on when you go on a call. Right. So then it became that stupid thing of like, so now we're delaying our response times because I have to stop and put a shirt on and button it up and undo my belt buckle, pull my pants down a little bit, tuck it all in, pull, you know, recycle, do all that before I can get in the unit and go. So I, so I look perfect. Like it, it got to be really, really stupid, you know, after a while. So, right. I mean, even if you well, have, even if you have the Velcro shirts, like the ones that don't, because we had ones that like they Velcro, they didn't actually button. You know what I mean? It looks right. like it was button, but it's really just Velcro. Um, and we had that kind of stuff. Even that, it just takes too long time. And eventually they kind of faded their way out. Some of the engine crews would still wear them because they can, whatever, they don't do as much stuff during the, I mean, they're not going on as frequent of calls, I guess, or whatever. And then they would take it off after like four o'clock when it became union time, so to speak. They could, they could, they would take it off for the rest of the shift. But for me, I was just like, nah, I'm just wearing a job shirt. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'll, I'll wear a t-shirt or a job shirt or a polo or something like that. But you got to be comfortable, man. You're doing like same in fireside too. You know, I'm not, I'm not giving them any shit about it. They have to do a lot of hard work too. You know, we have to lift people all day and, and do all that stuff too. And they have to help obviously do all those things with us. And they're out there in full fucking turnout gear on a fucking auto accident and full fucking turnout gear, obviously on a fire or a gas leak or whatever. They're, they're doing all that shit. Who wants to wear that crap underneath there? Well, I'll be the first to admit, I don't, you know, unless it's a, like I said, the shirt I was just speaking of, you know, a class B shirt or any type of button down shirt. You know, I, that's, I, I'm not talking either. That's just, that's just me. I, I, uh, um, even if I'm wearing like a uniform polo and the way those uniform polos are cut anyway, they're not long at the bottom really. So, I mean, it still looks fine when you're not tucking it in. Yeah. Well, it's like, but, I but mean, I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not tucking in t-shirts. Well, it's, so it's, that, a, it's, it's funny because after that whole um, thing with, uh, you know, fucking dumbass Kyle, it's the same fucking thing because after that, what what's one of the biggest companies that started since that time, since 2015 when I left? What company un, 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 has yeah, started? Untuck.com. Oh, yeah. They started That's... a whole company. <laughs> that whole company is based on the fact that some, and I don't know them, obviously, or anything like that, but they started a whole line of apparel that is made to not be tucked in. It's still, right. and, it, and it could be the kind that you normally would tuck in, but because of the way they designed it with the length in mind and cut of the bottom and stuff like that, they made it so it looks good being out there. So again, like it just goes to show that like fucking fuck you, Kyle, you know, but um, yeah, that, that's it. That, I mean, that's why I joined EMS because we both know a department, a private analyst department. I'll give a little hint there. 
um, that required its employees to wear a button-down shirt. And I can tell you that that place did not have a lot of people that wanted to work there. Oh, wait a minute. I think I know which one you're talking about. And they wore white shirts. Yes, they did. And that is oh, what I'm dude. talking about. Those people. Um, okay. Okay. Let's take it. Let's take it a step further. Let's, let's extend our EMS family into the hospital setting. Okay. Cause we all know paramedics and EMTs work in the ERs. Right. Okay. And then right. I know obviously some people go on to be nurses and also great. Can you imagine if they told nurses, let's just pick this. Cause nurses are another, you know, big, great profession, right? Huge all over the country. Right. What if they told nurses, you all have to wear button down shirts and you have to tuck them in all day. Would you do it? No. Part of the allure of being a nurse. And, it, it, and, it, and if you don't know this, go buy one at your local shop and you'll understand and thank me afterwards. Scrubs are the most comfortable attire you can wear. They're like sleepwear. <laughs> and you're wearing that at your job with tennis shoes on, most likely, you know, or, you know, some sort of closed thing like what that. What are tennis shoes? Whatever. Sneakers. What you call <laughs> Fuck off. But you know what I'm saying? Like you're just in a relaxed setting, just chilling, you know? And like at our hospital, at our hospital where we went in our system, the doctors even wore scrubs. They wore, they wet gray scrubs on gray meant you were a doctor, you know, and then blue would be, you're the nurse. And then I think like burgundy was like the lab techs or something. I don't remember. They had a whole color scheme of stuff. And I think paramedics were green or something, but anyway, it had different, Things, but even the doctors wore scrubs because even the now doctors could wear a lab coat. We had like a couple doctors that would wear their, you know, stuffy looking coat thing, but that's to each their own. That's their thing. Their doctors can do whatever they want. But I'm just saying, like, that's the thing. Like, if it, I mean, that'd be interesting to have a nurse chime in here. I'd like to get uh, paramedics unscripted at gmail.com. Let me know, hey, if you're a nurse and you practice at a hospital setting, would you still work at that same job if they told you you had to wear a, a tucked in, shirt of some sort, collared or buttoned down or whatever, would you still do it? Or would you then try to find somewhere where you could wear scrubs still? I'd like to hear that answer. Cause I know, I know my answer would be absolutely not. Like I would be like, Plus, I, I want to, I want, I want to ask him another question too. Oh God. What's that? This, 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 oh, do you really, this do you, re, is a do you really hate paramedics? <laughs> no, this is, no, this is, this is a better question. This, this is a question that needs to be asked because I see this all the time and it just makes me, it just questions comfort to me, like as far as how comfortable is that? Meaning that uh, when it comes to like a lot of nurses, like when we go to the ER to take our patients, you know, whatever the, the local ER is and that, that wherever that was closest to the scene of wherever we were time, you, know, you go to the, you go to the ER and a lot of the nurses, uh, especially a lot of the female nurses, the scrub styles have changed. Meaning, but some of these scrub bottoms that they're wearing look like they're painted on. And it would, when I, when I say comfort, if it was like something like a spandex material, I'd be like, okay, then that's comfortable. But we're talking about regular scrub material. that seems like it's skin tight. And I'm like, how, how, how is that comfortable to work in that for like a 12 hour shift? <laughs> you know, but it looks great. Not, yeah, but Not is some of that, that okay? We're gonna, I'm going to tiptoe here a little bit. Is some of that um, for people to dog, notice? Huh? Jake saying hello. Oh, hey, Jake, what's up? No, is some of that set up because they want to be noticed in that sense? You get what I'm getting at? No, I get you. I, 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 who am I to say that? I don't well, I'm not but either. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not asking either. But I mean, like. I mean, you know, because we all know that's, that's a hot look. You know what I mean? 
That, that well, and I'm that's what I'm saying. But I, but you and I know what it's like to wear scrubs, and even when scrubs are loose, can you imagine that type of material, like skin tight to your skin no. or very tight to your skin? It makes you wonder. It's like, how do you do that all day? Like, and that that's that's my question. To me, that would <laughs> to me to me that would defeat the purpose because the part of the the allure of untucked shirts of scrubs if you're in a scrub setting like that is the fact that it's loose fitting and it's re- you're, you've yeah. just, you just feel more relaxed you're, you're not going to get as hot like when you're doing stuff you know and that well, the scrub it. the scrub tops are the same it's just the bottoms i've noticed they've been you know and it's not all there's it's some of them that just like it, it it's gotten down to where they have like the the almost like the pajama cut bottoms where they got like the, the cuff on the bottom or towards the ankle yeah and then they've got like regular scrub material um, that's almost skin tight for the rest of the pants. Like, but like you said, I'm used to wear the, one of the points and most comfortable things of wearing scrubs is it felt like you were wearing pajamas because you were, they were kind of draped on you and they were loose. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, that was what I was saying. Like most people I, I know, like when we were, uh, when I did private ambulance and we know a certain person that I worked with and you worked with. And every time we went to the cath lab, we would, uh, he would commandeer a set of scrubs from the, cause in the cath lab, they have a whole rack of scrubs right. and they're new. They're not, right. they, they, I mean, they may have some, they reuse. I, I don't know. They weren't throwaway ones. So, but they had like a whole bunch and the guys would always be like, yeah, if you guys want some, just take them. You know what I mean? Like we don't care because they're billing them to the patients or whatever. Anyway. And, uh, and he would get like sets all the time, like a brand new set, like in the bag, still, still in the plastic wrap. He's like, yeah, what size right. do you? He'd be like, oh, I'm XL or whatever. And he'd be like, oh, here you go, man. Here, you want pants too? Here you go. And he'd give them to him. And he loved that shit. I was like, why do you get that stuff? And, you know, I, I, cause I hadn't put on scrubs at that point in my career. I'd never worn scrubs. And, uh, and then one day I got a set, you know, I was like, oh, these are awesome. <laughs> you know? Dude, I, oh, yeah. I mean, and then you wear, well, then you're wearing them at home. And I would never wear them in the field because I didn't work at a hospital setting or anything. I always worked in EMS setting. But, but yeah, you ra- go around at home in those things. You're like, man, this is like, I could just lounge in front of the couch all day with <laughs> watch some football or something. This is awesome. Oh yeah, I had uh, I like twenty twenty five years ago. I worked in the uh, ICU at a major hospital in the area. You know, and uh, you know, the, I had to wear scrubs, which was fine. I I could buy my own, or at that particular hospital, I could just go into. They had a men, a male and female locker room where you could go in, and there was like scrubs available in different sizes, kind of like there's you know sheets available in particular hospital wards, you know, and um. I could, you could, you could just put go, change out, put them on, and then you know when you leave, you know when your shift's over, just go put your regular street clothes on and throw those in the in the the uh, dirty scrubs hamper. And so you didn't ever, you never had to take anything home. Which and, is, um, is cool. Yeah, you know, or you could buy your own, whichever you wanted to do. But I remember I accumulated so many scrubs from uh, from uh, hospitals around DC because of, you know, and it. It, 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 they they are comfortable. I mean, I used to use them as like to sleep in and stuff like that. But like I said, maybe maybe I haven't been looking close enough, and maybe some of the women's scrubs maybe it is stretchy material, but it looks like regular scrub material, which doesn't really have any give unless you're wearing them loose. Right, right, right. So that, that's it, the, give, kind of, the give is built into what size you're picking, basically. Yeah, right. It's, it's the best way to describe it. It's kind of like if you were to wear a classic pair of male boxers. Yeah, that are, yeah, is not stretchy at all. Which, if if you can you imagine wearing like regular classic boxers tight, how uncomfortable it would be. Yeah, same the, same same type of concept, you know. So I've always, you know, 
Well, I see, I just wonder if it's like, I wonder if that's more of a societal thing (laughs) because like you have like nowadays, like for God knows what reason, like skinny jeans are cool. So I I don't know if that's part of that whole thing where they're trying to like. And that's probably what it is. Like they probably have different manufacturers like, oh, well, some people like skinny jeans and some people like tight or clothes. So they just want to, they have to make it for everybody's, you know. Well, not only that, you have like as far as working out goes, you have those skinny sweats or skinny track oh, yeah, pants, yeah, which yeah. everybody's wearing. Yeah. Which to me, I'm like, I look at that, I'm like, what, what the fuck? I'm like, why, why, why is that cool? And then now they have them to where it's like the pockets are huge up top, and then the legs are skin tight. And it's like, did MC Hammer back from like 1991 <laughs> design these the fucking parachute and, pants? Because well, <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's like how. Who decided that this looks fucking good, man? It just, I, it, it, I mean, I'm more used to it now when I go into the gym because, uh, but five years ago, six years ago, when I first started seeing it, I'm like, what, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just, I don't get it. That's not mine. But you know, it's, it's just, it's just a thing. So, I mean, have I, have I bought them? No, <laughs> but. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I know you still have your parachute pants from the nineties. You know, not the nineties, man. You mean the eighties? No, when was that? When was uh? Can't touch this. When did that come out? Yeah, but those weren't parachute pants, yeah, man. They were kind of like it. They were like those. MC no, I call I call those MC Hammer pants. That's those were those were those. No, Hammer pants were parachute pants were made out of nylon. Like you used to have the nylon surfer wallet, same type of material. When you walk and go. And they had they they were baggy. They had zippers all over them, and you know, and they were made out of like basically you know nylon, like a like a parachute canopy. And um, you know, used to wear those for fucking breakdancing, man. I mean, that was that was the shit. You know a lot about fashion. They're kind of scaring me a little bit. No, man. That's, I'm just saying no. That's, those that's are. The way was... I swear, those are made out of nylon. Stop. <laughs> no, that's how it was back in uh, 1984, 85, man. When, Breaking man. When you when you start doing that, <laughs> I thought you were talking about corduroy pants. I thought you were getting all old school. Well, yeah, it's cor- no corduroy too, man. That corduroy is the same thing back in the day, man. You you you'd walk with your legs close together too much, you start a fire. Oh you know, because it'd be like. I remember. Yeah, you know, I remember those when I was a kid. Just from all that friction, man, you'd start a fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, I remember those when I was a kid. I was like, "What is this? I don't want people to hear me coming. Like, this is they shouldn't just hear me walking around." Oh yeah. <laughs> oh hey, I'm gonna give a plug of the day. Oh, and it's not to untuck.com. Well, shout out to untuck.com. We we would love to be your sponsor. Well, we you can be our sponsor. Yeah, they're, I mean they have awesome awesome shirts, man. They they're great and they last. Um, but no. I'm drinking, if you haven't had it, any juice by the name of Bay, B-A-I. I thought it was I called Bay. Whatever. Know. I don't know. <laughs> that's like, that, is that, you're talking about, that's like coconut place, right? Coconut water? Uh, yeah, I'm, well, they've got a, a number of them, but correct, sir. I'm drinking, today. I'm drinking the antioxidant cocoa fusion, which is Molokai coconut flavor. Yeah, they're they're what those are good. They have them at um. We buy those at Costco these are legit. Sometimes. They only have, they only have ten calories, one gram of sugar, and yeah, they're and they they taste freaking fantastic. Do they have uh? Do they use some other sweetener like some other fake thing in there? Aspartame no. or saccharin? Or no, whatever? no, that that's that's one of the reasons why I like them is because there's no 
There's yeah. no artificial sweeteners. Yeah, that's the thing you always got to worry about when you see those things that are like, we only have one gram of sugar or whatever. And you're like, Wait, one gram of sugar? This is delicious. <laughs> and then you look into it, you're like, oh, there it is. You know, and you see that. So, or you see the 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 lies of stuff where like, we do this. And, you know, it's like corn syrup. You see high fructose corn syrup listed and stuff like that. You got to, you got to, I, te- I was teaching my daughter that. I was like, you got to read, read the labels. And if something tastes really good, there's a. Well, I'm wrong. It also. It's not good for you. Aside from a little bit of sugar, it's got stevia in it, which is stevia is, is you know, the most natural sweetener you can have besides sugar. But yeah. the difference between stevia and sugar is stevia is calorie free. Yeah, if if it's real stevia, if it's organic. Well, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, because they do make. You got to like, watch out with some of it because a lot of this, this, like, stevia that you see out there that you buy in the stores, it's not real stevia. Like Jay said, it's it's it's, it's got uh, it's got like maltodextrin or, or, or xylitol mixed in with it, which are both artificial sweeteners. Yeah. You know, if you want to get the real CV, you got to order the extract from like say anywhere on Amazon, or if you go to like a, a health food store, like vitamin shop, or something like that, you can find the real deal. The, 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 that- the pure. And a lot of people don't like it because believe it or not, even though I love CV, a lot of people, and I can understand what they're saying, even though it's the most natural calorie free sweetener, it's, you know, cause it's a plant. Um, the extract to, to some people tastes more chemical than, than, than those, those, you know, true chemical sweeteners. Well, there. that's, that's one of the things you know? we, we learned. I just did a, a diet program with my wife recently. And, um, that was one of the things I was telling you about that we learned like big time, which was kind of eye opening to me a little bit with some of it. Cause you know, I like like Stevia and the raw, like that's what I used to always have. Cause it tastes good. And it's like supposed to be better stuff. But then when you le- we learned this through this program, one of the things we learned was that everything that says it's stevia, like you go to the grocery store, you, there's a section of stevia. There's like probably eight or ten products there. And you take each product and read the actual ingredients, and it'll say... Well, I'll do that for you. I'll do that for yeah, you Yeah, it'll right say now. like I'm, pure cane sugar or something. It'll have like right. other things in there. And the only one that I've ever found or that they, they even talked about us in the class that we got, it's called, and just another, we'll just do another shameless plug here. It's called Better Stevia. You can buy it online on Amazon sells it. They make, uh, you know, packets of sugar or packets of stevia. It's organic, just plain. Like you look at their ingredients, it just says stevia. Like it's not stevia mixed with, and then the stevia contains pure cane sugar, whatever else other stuff they put in there. It's not any of that. They also make drops that you can get that are like, like, like we use one in art called English toffee. So it's little drops and you put like four little micro drops into your coffee or peppermint and it game changes your coffee, but it's all actual organic stevia and it's not super duper. They're not super duper expensive. I mean, they're, you know, a little bit expensive, but they're not more really than stevia in the raw or something like that. You just have to order, but we found you had to order from Amazon, you know, or a couple well, of Well, I like to, to uh, solidify what you just said about stevia in the raw. I'm looking, I'm, you know, looking right now at two packets of organic stevia in the raw. And if you look on the back, it's the ingredients are organic cane sugar and organic stevia leaf. Yep. See, so there's no, there should be no organic cane sugar in something that's supposed to be stevia. So right. that's, and, uh, that's what I'm saying. Now, now is that better than non-organic? Maybe, uh, you know, you could argue that point, but like, is that like, that's the thing. Cause I used to do that too. I'm like, Oh, Steve in the raw. I get it. If they sell it at Costco, cool. No problem. Pick up a box. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, and then you like read later and you're like, oh, wait, we're just putting all this other nonsense in here. And they're allowed to, you know, you just got to be careful because they're allowed to do stuff like that on different ingredient labels for stuff. So always read the ingredients and check it. But Better Stevia, just look it up, type on Amazon.com, Better Stevia, and you'll find a whole bunch of stuff. 
and it's good. It doesn't have like a lot of the bitter kickback that some of them, like you were saying, have. And it's organic and it's pure, just stevia. So, well, like, like for instance, I'm looking now. I'm looking at a, a dropper bottle of of organic liquid stevia that comes from Trader Joe's, mm-hmm. which this stuff is really good. I'm looking at the label here, and it says, uh, you know, basically stevia extract, organic stevia extract, you know, uh, and some sort of leaf alcohol and that's really about it you know there's no it doesn't seem to be any other you know ingredients added to it it just seems to be pure stevia extract in liquid form yeah you just got to be careful because when they said like stevia extract like what does that extract contain you know what i mean like that's how that's how i'm not saying they're that that one is bad that's not what i'm saying but i'm just saying it could be bad because that's how they get away with some of the stuff you know like they're like this is like you saw that one you just read that first one the stevia this is stevia and then you read also organic cane sugar and it's like well it didn't say that on the label and the late and the reason you bought that is because you thought it was not sugar but then you find out it is sugar now it's organic so you could argue that point but it's not actually kind of a little bit misleading of a label you know what I mean well the one there's another one that I had a sweetener that I like that probably tastes one of the best out of all of them and I recommend it if you if you're looking for an alternative. It's uh, from Lacanto. It's it's a monk fruit sweetener, mm-hmm. which but they openly say in the because uh, it's a raw cane sugar replacement. They openly say it's monk fruit mixed with erythritol, which is an artificial right with like sweetener. And all, yeah, yeah. Well, right, but it's it's out in the open. But this, to be honest with you, even though this one does have an artificial sweetener in it, you know, or or it, it has part, you know, it's it's part artificial. Um, along with you know, you know, organic monk fruit, it's it's uh it's probably one of the best. I've never tasted anything that tasted that close to sugar, you know. And it's uh it's it's pretty damn good. So if you're looking for an alternative, it comes from uh, any of the monk fruit sweeteners. This one happens to be from Lacanto or Lacanto. You know, you can find it probably at you know probably Trader Joe's or. Or Harris Teeter, if you have one of those in your area, or any, or Amazon, probably the best place. So. What about Whole Foods? Whole Foods, dude, I haven't been to Whole Foods in a long time. They pissed, they pissed me off. They're so expensive <laughs> in there. We went in there. We have one in our area here in Huntsville, and it's like, it, it you go in there. It's a nice store, like awesome stuff, and they have cool stuff in there and stuff. But I was like, man, you gotta, you gotta. It's kind of like going to Costco. You're not getting out there for under five hundred. No, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Whole Foods has good stuff, but they, uh, like you said, they're. I mean, they're a little, they're a little pricey. And I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I wonder, and this is just my opinion. Sometimes I wonder. I'm like, how much of this stuff is really 100 percent organic? Well, that's the big thing yeah. because the the government only has certain regulations on certain products and stuff like that, and that's where you have to kind of. And I don't know all the rules, but I know that there's been times where like. You know, where you see that stuff where you're just like, this isn't organic. It says, right. It, it says it's organic on the outside, but on the ingredients, it says it's not, you know what I mean? You got to pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. Right. And so it, you never know. And you know, the you organic stuff is a big, um, whether, you know, even in, obviously in theory, it's a good idea because they're trying to, you know, only eat real ingredients, not chemical crap, but it's only as much as you can rely on the company that's saying that it's organic. <laughs> Right now, in their defense, in that defense, though, any company that's found not to actually be organic usually goes away. You know, once they find right. out and they get exposed, and they're like, "Wait, I thought you said these were organic apples or whatever." And then, like, I why are you buying them at 
you know, Publix and selling them and rewrapping them, you know, and they're like, ah, uh, ah, uh, then you know, you know. Did you say Publix? Yeah, that's what we have here. Publix. Damn, I haven't. I like Publix. No, I love Publix. I, have, I haven't been to a Publix in a long time. Man. Publix are the, my favorite favorite grocery store by far is Wegmans. Wegmans is absurd, oh. abs- absurdly higher than anything else. Um, in my Wegman, opinion. Weg, Wegmans has been is, is literally, and Wegmans started that was in upstate New York and Buffalo, right? Yeah, That's it's a New York chain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is by far. If if people out there know that know what we're talking about, if they're from you know upstate New York and down farther down the East Coast, down towards DC and whatnot. It's even south of DC, hand, in Virginia. No. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, hands down. That is the best grocery store chain I have ever been to. Well, I remember, I remember when it was coming to like Fredericksburg area in Virginia where I used to live. And it was like, I remember like one of the girls in our department was talking about, she's like, Oh my God, Wegmans. And I was like, what is Wegmans? And they're like, she's like, yeah, it's a grocery store. And I was like, wait, hold on time. I was like, you're, you're excited about a grocery store. Yeah, you don't understand. And I'm like, no, I, I don't understand. I've never been excited about a group. Like, I never really care that much. They all have roughly the same crap. Some have better this than that and the other ones and stuff. But you kind of learn that as you go. You know, and I was like, and so anyway, it came to the area. It had its opening. And after a couple weekends of, of seeing the fury of people over there, like the parking lot packed, like open to close, you know, I was like, all right, let's go check this out. So it went there and I was like, okay. And the prices were pretty good like they were you know on par with like a grocery store you know what i mean but then i saw right. this other stuff like they had like re- like almost like little restaurants in there and like all these other things in there and i'm like wait what the fuck is all this like oh did you, did you want to get a coffee while you're shopping you just go over here to the coffee bar and i'm like what this is a dumbest idea in the fuck this is fantastic you know what i mean exactly <laughs> and then you're like you're like you're like, and then you're like you're like oh and then this is my thing and i've heard this talked about all over the place then you go, then you go like, wait, wait, you guys have a sub shop here? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get a sub. And then you, and take, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And then you take, you take the sub home and you bite in and you're like crying. You're like, this is, yeah. this is amazing. And they, and like that, we used to go there all the time and get like subs for, um, for like football games and stuff like that there, because it's that, it's that good. They had like olive bar, cheese bar, like bread like real like not not bread but like i'm sure they had bread too but like i'm talking about like artisan like bread stuff they were just like you're like what in the hell this is amazing you know what i mean and like you just tried well, all this stuff and they had like the food bar where you could get like like the well, kind that's how you, i found you out weigh stuff you know you it's like a buffet not buffet but yeah. kind of like that where you get and you weigh it and even that food i was like this is incredible you know well, well that's how i found out about it. like my my parent when it first came to the area and my i uh, my, I'd be talking to my parents on the phone and be like, yeah, we're going to go over to Wegmans and get a crab cake sandwich. I'm like, what the hell is Wegmans? So, oh, it's a new grocery store. I'm like, you're going to go to the grocery store and get a crab cake sandwich and where are you going to eat it? Where are you going to eat it there? I'm like, huh? Yeah. They're like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to, I got to see this. Yeah. You know, because you, this is the second time I've heard you guys talk about it. So I got to go. So, and I also heard other people talk about it. This is one was fairly new to the area. So I went and I'm expecting to see like a grocery store, like a little type of little, maybe a little cafe or something like that. Nope. You got, not only do they have the main part of the grocery store, but they got like, you were just describing the marketplace where you've got, you've got buffet areas where you have nothing but Indian food, Asian food, Mexican or, you know, Hispanic food, 
And then you've got other sections of this marketplace where you have a sub shop. You have New coffee York shop. style, New York style pizza. Oh yeah, the pizza. Yeah, got, pe- the pizza's you, banging you, there you, too. You got barbecue. And my favorite was you had right there made in front of you, you had a big ass sushi bar. Oh, yeah. Anything you wanted to get. And then, or then you, then I finally saw where they were getting the crab cake sandwiches. I'm like, damn man, you got all this other stuff too. And it was just, and I got sushi and a beer. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's the thing. Their beer selection there is incredible. Like, they, oh, yeah. the, I mean, not, they have all the normal dumb stuff that everybody has, but they also have all these like micro brews. It's incredible. And then like you said, the suit, I forgot about that. You know, what's that called? Um, you know, that appetizer, they do it at like Outback and probably a lot of other places now, but the, they take the tuna, like oh, the rectangle. Yeah. The rectangle and they, they do it on each side, the six sides. And then you, yeah, oh, you ahi, cut it. Yeah. It's like raw in the middle. Yeah. yeah so we went, yeah. we wanted to do that. Cause I was like, dude, that can't be hard to fucking make. You're barely kissing the pan with this thing. And then you're cutting it oh, up. It's just seared. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to Wegmans and we went to the, the said sushi bar, which we used to get sushi from sometimes and take it home with us and stuff. And we go there and I was like, Hey man, can we get like, we and I told the guy what we want to do. He goes, Oh yeah. To do that, to, to do it right. You want sushi grade salmon, you know, for, or, um, I'm sorry, not salmon tuna for the, yeah. for what I was telling him. And he, I was like, Oh, okay. Is that something like, where do we buy that? And he's like, well, you're not going to find that. You'll find that here at the sushi bar, but that like around the store, they're not going to have, you have to go to like an Asian market for that kind of stuff. And he's like, but we right. have it here because obviously we use it for this thing. And I was like, cool. Well, how much is it? Like, how much does it cost? And he's like, well, how much do you need? I'm like, I, I don't know. I want a rectangle of it. Like, and I showed him like, <laughs> like, like, can you make, give me a rectangle. That's like the length of my hand, you know, and, right. and however wide it needs to be. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just want to try it. And he's like, yeah, I can give you a piece. That's like, I don't know, whatever this, you know, is like here. And he did, he showed me and it showed me a piece. And I was like, how much is that? He's like 12 bucks. And I'm like, you know, he weighed it and everything. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah that's cool. And he's like, you sure? I was like, yeah, I'll take it. And, uh, and so we went home and we made it. It was awesome. Cause my wife, we had it somewhere. I don't know if it was Outback or wherever. We tried it somewhere. And I was like, She's like, this is amazing. I was like, yeah, it's barely cooked on the outside. And then you, you know, sear it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and literally it was like 30 seconds each side, like one, two, three, four, five, six, done, you know, th- four sides and the two ends. And then, and then you just cut it up. And I was like, this is unreal. It was so good. Just, uh, and they had that there. Like, like that should, that should have been in an Asian market. Right. You know, which we, if you, you know, if you've ever been to an Asian market, that is a whole bunch of, that's a whole nother game changer of stuff. But we went there and I was inside the Wegmans at a sushi bar that was not an Asian market. It was just, they had people there that were sushi chefs making sushi food. It was, yeah, it was a great store. Yeah, that's the other thing. I, I got excited this year in, uh, in, uh, in Alabama here. They had in the Gulf Shores area, which a lot of people don't know, Alabama actually borders the Gulf of Mexico in a little sliver down there called the Gulf Shores of Alabama. So a lot of, a lot of, yeah, I used, to, I used to. Big time. I used to vacation down there when I was a little kid because I was born in that state. Yeah, wealthy, big wealthy condos and stuff down there. And you know, surprisingly, you wouldn't think that you don't. Most people don't think of Alabama as like beachfront area. Dude, that part of the Gulf right there. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. That part of the Gulf, like from the Florida Panhandle all the way across, is some of the most beautiful beach I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's not as commercialized, right. which is not. It is commercialized, no. but. But not as like like I grew up in Virginia Beach and stuff like that. Like those beaches, right. and you know, the, you're just like just like so much. You know, it's a hotels and nonstop and all. This isn't right. quite like. I mean, it does have that, of course, but it's not as ridiculous as like try to go try to go to Virginia Beach on like a Friday afternoon in the summer and just sit. You'll right. you'll get down to about an hour out and then just be parking lot of traffic just trying to get to the beach. 
Oh yeah, I used to live there too, man. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You down there to like, what is it, Atlantic Avenue? I think is the yeah. road that goes in. Yeah. So I used to. Yeah, go. it was a. Uh, it, it's in um, but you go to like from like say the Florida Panhandle all the way, you know, Alabama, Mississippi. You know, it, you get especially in that part of the Panhandle of Florida where you have got like Destin, Florida. Destin, yeah, you know, I was gonna say Destin's another. Big you know, Fort Walden Beach, Panama City. You know, and and then into Alabama, it's. You that's some of the most like sugar white sand, blue water or aqua water. You know, some of the people don't realize, like if I had to move to Florida, I wouldn't be moving to the, you know, farther down in, you know, the main part of the state. I'd be wanting to live in the panhandle on that side of the Gulf, and, you know, on the top end on along the Gulf Shores, man. That's that's some of the most, you know, beautiful beaches, I think, in, in this country. I want to live in, I would like, I'd go to Hollywood, Florida. I like Hollywood, like right north of. Fort Lauderdale. Oh, oh yeah, right north. Of, yeah, my uh, my cousin used to live there. Now he lives in Myrtle Beach, but he's that's why I remember I was right there in around Hollywood, Florida, when I went to his wedding back about seven years ago. Yeah, I remember back. I don't know. I'm sure it's huh. not. I'm sure it's nuts now with the real estate market the way it is. But I remember back in the day. Obviously, Fort Lauderdale was obviously Fort Lauderdale, and it's it's very expensive. And da da da. I'm talking about like waterfront properties or right near the water kind of thing. And and then you go up like like I remember driving up A1A just you know just. Checking out the area, you never been down here, so driving around, but like we were going on a cruise or something that had the day we got there the day before or something. So driving right. around, and I was like, Oh, this is different. This is like a little suburbs area. What is this? Is this Fort Lauderdale? I had no idea, never been there before. So all of a sudden, I realized, like, Oh, it's Holly. This is Hollywood, Florida. Same road, but it just turns into Hollywood, Florida. I was like, Hollywood. And I was like, Oh, cool. And then you see the house, and you're like, Oh, these are like, these are like, they were like 200, you know thousand whatever i'm sure they're way worse now but i mean this is a long time ago but i was like oh you, people can afford these like these are these are like normal people houses you know what i mean like and it's cool because then you can still drive like you're first of all you're right near the beach depending if you had a beachfront one or not but then also you just go 10 minutes south and you're in fort lauderdale you know they got they got right. they got a permani brothers there you're fine you're gonna be fine i found that there when i was there that was <laughs> i told i told you that story i think where i came in i was wearing i was wearing my uh i had my west virginia football jersey on right not thinking okay i just happened to be wearing it that day walked into right. Brandy brothers which people if people don't know that it's a pittsburgh chain west virginia hates pittsburgh and um they're the home of the sandwich it's like a deli sandwich they put a coleslaw on oh. top and a pound of oh, french sandwich fries. is so good and oh, a, and so a pan, good. yeah and a pound of french fries on top of that so you have all <laughs> that one sandwich it was made to be back in the steel working days they didn't have a lot of time to eat lunch so they made it all in one sandwich they could eat the one sandwich and get all the lunch nutrients, you know, and then go work the rest <laughs> of the shit. That's what it was made for. Well, that sandwich will blow your, blow your mind. And you can pick blow your mind. You can buy whatever deli meat, whatever you want. Like you get all sorts of, you know, pick your, de- name your deli meat. They, they can make it into a sandwich. But anyway, um, went in there. It's open 24 hours a day. And went in there and I walked in and the guy was like, hey, welcome to Manny Brothers. And he goes, <laughs> he said, he said, we don't serve your kind here. And I was like, what? What? And I, yeah, that's what I said. I was like, what? Because it's like middle of the day, like it's like noon, you know. And I'm like, what? And I see these two Broward County uh, Sheriff officers, you know, Broward County Sheriff's office. They're in there eating, you know, and they just look right. up and start laughing. And so I know there's a joke going on, but I have no idea what it is. And I'm like, wait, what? And he goes, your shirt. And I go, oh. <laughs> I go, fuck you. And, he, and the deputies are losing it over there. And he's like, no. Nah, he goes, I'm just playing, man. We're cool. He's like, well, have, have you been here before? I was like, no, I've heard about this place. I'm so psyched. And I was like, what's your best thing? And, you know, I'd heard about the sandwiches. I was asking, what's your best sandwich? He goes, well, honestly, our best things are pizza. And, 
you know, and I was like, well, I don't, I'm not in the mood for pizza. I want, I want that. <laughs> I want the fucking sandwich. So I ordered, I the, you know, turkey. I don't sandwich. remember what I ordered, turkey or corned beef. I don't remember what I ordered, but I ordered whatever I ordered. And then I was like, I remember they brought it out and you bite into it and you're like, this is gross. This is like, like you look at it, you're like, this is fucking disgusting looking. And then you bite in, you're like, I get it. But it tastes so good. Yeah, you get it. You totally get it. And then fast forward to another funny story. So fast forward, like, I don't know, whatever, 10 years, 15 years, whatever. I'm working at my fire department job, a 911 job, and I drop off a patient in the ER, right? Right. And, and I come out of the room where the patients are. This is at uh, a smaller, ho- we had two main hospitals. This was a smaller one that had a 15-bed ER, one five, 15 beds. Right. Um, so I walk out and inside the middle of the ER is the doc, the doc in the box part where the doctors and the PA sit and all that stuff. And they write their reports and they have computers. And so I'm going over there to talk to the doctor and get whatever, mm-hmm. maybe I had to get a signature. I don't remember why I was going over there. I was going over something. And I all of a sudden right. I walk out of the room. My partner's with me and he looks at me, he goes, what's wrong? And I go, I've only been there one time. I've only been there one time in my whole life. And I go, he goes, what's wrong? And I go, and he goes, what's wrong? And I go, some, Someone has Permani brothers. And, and, and he's like, he's like, what? He didn't know what it was. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, stop talking. You can't, I go, you stop, can't I, I go, I go, stop talking. And I go into the doc in a box and there's the PA. And I know the PA cause he's cool as shit. Right. And I go up to the PA and I go, and I see the bag and I go, and he goes, Hey, what's up dog? And I was like, is that fucking Permani? Is that Permani brothers? And he goes, He's like his shitty and he grin on his face. He's like, yeah. He, and I was like, he's like, how the fuck did you know that? I was like, I've been there once and the smell is like, uh, it's just so good. You know what I mean? And he goes, yeah, I went up there yesterday. I had to go to Pittsburgh yesterday for something. So I grabbed, you know, got a sandwich. I was up there and grabbed another one, brought home for lunch today. And I was like, oh God, I should brought my partner. And he goes, what, what is this? And I told him the sandwich. Wait, what is happening yeah, here? Yeah, cause he didn't understand. <laughs> he's like, what words are you using? And then, and then I showed him and he goes, wait, it's a sandwich. Oh. Like, I was like, dude, it shut your fucking mouth. Don't talk. Don't ever talk negative about the sandwich. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you go get one of these sandwiches. No, he's not going to, he wasn't going to share it obviously, but I was like, you go to Pittsburgh or now they're in like Morgantown, West Virginia, Florida, Fort Lauderdale. Like there are a couple of different places. There's like 42 of them in Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania. It's like it's not just a sandwich. It has a soul. Yeah. Oh, and it's, yeah, it'll blow you away. Like it's, it's nonstop. I told my, my daughter and my wife, and we, we never get to do it because we always get off a cruise ship in the morning. We, we go to Fort Lauderdale right. all the time, but we get off the cruise ship at seven in the morning, and then usually you're in your car by eight-ish, you know, by the time you get through customs and all that stuff. Um, and, usually, right. and then we're heading home because we have a long drive. And I've told them, I was like, hey, and we keep saying it, but we always keep forgetting in the morning because we're tired and we just want to get on the road already and get, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you don't want to go home, but you know you have a 13-hour drive, so you know you got to get going kind of thing. But I told right. him, I was like, next time we go down there, we're going to go to, since it's open 24 hours, we're just going to roll in and grab a sandwich. My daughter's like, well, I wouldn't want to eat a sandwich like that at seven in the morning. I'm like, that's fine. Yes, you will. And well, even if you don't, I'm like, that's fine. You'll keep it. You'll have it for lunch. You know what I mean? Like, it's that good. So I was like, and they're not ginormously huge, huge, but they're, they're just so good. And they're packed high. So it's just, it's unreal. So anyway, I don't well, know. How, note, I, yeah, I don't know how we got on yeah. this subject. <laughs> so let's, let's wrap this up for this week. What do you think? Yeah, man. All right, so I think we've talked enough about uniforms and Permani Brothers and our sponsors of Untucked. Just kidding. But if you want to sponsor us, seriously, reach out to us at uh, untucked.com. Uh, um, so with that, uh, let's get out of here. Or Bay. Or what? One, one, one more thing. I oh, just yeah. want to say that, you know, anything that we've talked about that anybody out there may think is controversial, um, this is just our opinions and what we've basically, when we've done research, how we based our opinions. 
So we strongly urge if you disagree with us, that's perfectly fine. Once again, go do your own research, you know, because that's important. Don't believe everything you hear or you read. Just go to all different sources. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. And um, yeah, and if you get a chance, like and subscribe this show. Tell your friends about it. We keep spreading the word. We appreciate all of you out there. So without further ado, we're out of here. Big fuck you to Kyle again. Season two, episode 11 is in the book. And we will see you next week on Paramedics. Unscripted.